So welcome back to Big Fish Little Pod. Um, I'm sitting here today talking with Amy on like maybe the most beautiful day of the year. It's going to be between 70 and 80. There's a little breeze. There's no humidity. The dew point's low. It's just green and blue and and absolutely gorgeous. And it got me thinking uh, about a year ago, Carol and I had just gotten back from Alaska and that beautiful trip that that we went on. And one of the the big things that I came back with was meeting some of the Athabascan people and learning about their philosophies and and the way that they just touched base with nature. As a matter of fact, the saying that I came back with was their saying, if you just look to nature, she will show you the way. And I fell in love with that statement, with that attitude, and with those people who had lived for 10,000 years um, following that wisdom and just looking to nature. And as I think about it, then, you know, I look back to the scriptures and the psalmist, the shepherd boy um, says, let's look to the heavens and and see what the heavens have to, to say to us. And Jesus, as he walked with his disciples, would say, let's take a look at this olive tree. What can we learn from it? Let's consider the birds and what can we learn from them and and the community of god is like a seed planted and and it may amuse you to know that in matthew 16 you can even find red sky at night sailors delight red sky in the morning sailors take warning um you know so there's there's wisdom and the scriptures point to to finding that wisdom in what has been created and i i found a person i when i came back from alaska i had a funeral um pretty soon after i came back and it was a person that could have lived with the athabascans because they didn't go to church a lot and that's what their family told me but they said but they loved nature and so i went looking for the right scripture for them and was led to job chapter 12 and it says but now ask the beasts and let them teach you. Turn to the birds of heaven and let them speak to you. Let the fish of the sea declare to you and look to the heavens and listen to what it has to say. We can look around us each and every day. If I'm struggling with something and just need to get an answer, or if something big has happened in my life and just hit me really hard or or if I'm just feeling uneasy and I want to find peace, I find find myself not running to church and getting on my knees before the altar. I I go for a walk out in the woods or or where I usually head is down to Beaver Tail, um, which is, you know, a rocky cliff right out on the ocean. And when I'm really, really struggling, the time that I was trying to decide whether I was going to work in my recreation job um, or whether I was going to accept the call that I was feeling to the ministry, I just got in my car and drove 
all the way to the Cape until I could just get out of my car, sit on the beach and see nothing but water. And I just sat there until I got my answers. But, but when I go to the ocean, I look out to the point where things are so far away, I can't really tell where the water ends and, and the sky begins. And I just sit there and feel at peace and listen to what it has to tell me. And I know what the Athabascan people mean when they say, just look to nature and she will tell you the way. Listening to you talk about it, it reminds me of when we used to go to Monhegan. Mm. Monhegan is it's similar to Beaver Tail, actually. This like yep. rocky cliff island off the coast of Maine. And I, we, ended up, we went there because Anna Capri read a book about fairies, right? Uh, a magazine article, yep. <laughs> and that there was like fairy towns there and so you'd have to take this drive all the way up to Maine and then take the ferry and then get out there and there were no cars on the island and there was no wi-fi and I remember at the end of we'd only go for like maybe two or three days right yep yep but at the end I always just felt like so great yeah like there was this disconnect but that like from the world that made you feel so connected. Yep. Yep. And I, I remember like after just thinking like, how can I get that again? Because it was yeah. that like Monhegan experience, you know? Yep. And the funny thing yeah. is like that place wasn't so magical. I mean, it was a beautiful place, but it was like, I think we all slept in one room and yep. it wasn't like it was some like great resort or something. Nope. There was all no. It was simple. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't even so beautiful. I mean, it's beautiful, but it wasn't like right, right. It wasn't spectacular. No, it was. It was just. It just was. Yeah. It just was, and I would wake up every morning before you guys got up, which wasn't hard. Um, <laughs> And and I would walk to the cliffs. It was about a mile and a half walk. That was a, as big as the island was. Yeah. Uh, I would walk through the woods to the cliffs. And I would sit there or stand there on the top of the cliffs, watching the waves crash, seeing the green all around me ex- until you got to the raggy cliffs and the, and the, the waves pounding. And I felt like the angels that were in, oh, what was that movie with? Uh, oh, yeah, City of Angels. City of Angels, yes. I felt like those angels that would just go to the beach and stand there and watch the sunrise and like be in communion, yeah. you know, with all that was around them. It's exactly how I felt. Yeah. It, I remember like, because we started going there, I think, when I was in college. And then I traveled a bunch after that. And I remember always thinking back to that, those trips. Like, I think maybe I went with you guys twice. Like, yep. Why, why can't I get that feeling again? You know? Yeah. And then I yeah. remember when I was in Florida, Janarda and I started camping every week. We would just yeah. go Saturday night and we would go to a campground half an hour away from us. Again, it wasn't like so amazing or something. 
Yeah. We just had a little pop-up uh, two-person tent. Right. But I started getting that same feeling again, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it was, again, it was, like, disconnected from my phone. There was no Wi-Fi there. And just a fire, a book, the stars. Like, simple. Yeah. But, yeah. like, a huge transformation each week, you know? Like, yeah. a huge check-in. Yeah. It's funny, yesterday that I went to church in the minister's sermon, he was talking about rest and how, like, God gave us rest. That, like, yeah. does that make sense yeah. to you? Because I was surprised to hear it from him. Yeah, well, that's the Sabbath, right? Right, but he was saying, like, that, yeah. like that's really, it was like an instruction from God that, like, we take yeah. rest. And he was saying that, um, especially amongst like, spiritually minded people, yeah. we tend to rest the body and we rest the spirit. But he said, like, we forget to rest the soul. Nice. Interesting. And he was saying, like, that's where, like, we like we try to sleep longer and we think when we wake up, like, we shouldn't be tired. But we are still tired. There's a part of us that we're not resting, you know. Yeah. And I think that that's what I felt. Like, for me, nature, it's almost like... It's like going for a massage or something. Like it's a you don't have to do anything. Right, right. right. It does all the work right. for you because it's part of the cycle of nature. Yeah. You know, I mean, whether you're talking about that daytime cycle, nighttime cycle, daytime, nighttime thing, or whether you're talking about, you know, the blooming of trees, the bursting forth with fruit, the dying and the laying dormant. You know. Um, you know, it's like there's cycles throughout nature and it includes bursting forth and laying quiet. Yeah. You know, I think we forget that maybe, you know, that, that one of the first commandments God shared was remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, you know? And if you talk to doctors now, what's the major cause of illness in our generations? Overwork, lack of sleep. It's stress. Yeah. Stress, right? Our lives are so stressful that our bodies get sick. And Sabbath is the answer for that, you know, to just rest and yeah. reconnect with our roots. Well, it's interesting, too, because, like, with technology and stuff now, it's like my body can be resting, but my mind is still going a million miles a minute, you know? Right. Or, like, right. to garden, like, like, his profession is, like, gardening. And so when he's working, he's physically moving. And then when he's resting, yeah. he's physically not moving. But, like, for me, I'm, like... When I'm working, I'm not moving. And then when I'm resting, I'm not moving. But both times, my mind is right. going. Like, right. I'm either right. working on my computer or I'm, like, watching stuff on my phone, you know? Right. Like, my right. mind is, like, go, 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 go. Where when we go into, like, camping or going into nature, even for a walk or something, the mind really settles. And everything mm -hmm. takes time. And... You have to be involved with it. I mean, it's starting a fire to cook my food is a whole lot different than 
taking off a top of something and putting it in a microwave. Yeah. My teacher this semester, he he's a Sufi, um, actually he's a Sufi spiritual leader. Like yeah. he was saying that like, it's one of the real um, unfortunate things of like our generations is this idea of multitasking because it really takes away from our ability to focus. Right. Well, and as you say that, you know, and as we, I lift up multitasking as a great, great talent. Um, I like multitask with people. Yeah. You know, very rarely do I give someone my undivided attention. Yeah. And how valuable that is when you do do that. You know, people used to say about me, I feel like when I'm talking to you, I'm the most important thing in your life. Yeah. I don't think they say that much about me anymore. Because... While I'm talking to them, I can't resist the temptation to look at my phone at some point, you know, Um, or turn my attention to something else that needs to get done as well, you know, and, and what a valuable gift to give to somebody else, your undivided attention. What a valuable gift to give that to yourself to let God give that to you. Yeah. Have you noticed a shift? Like, I mean, I got my first email address when I was like 12, you know? So I definitely experienced the world before the internet, but as an adult, I've only ever had that. Like, have you noticed a shift in yourself since? Yeah. I mean, my life, if I'm not super vigilant, my life is controlled by that little screen in my hand. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, to the point where I feel lost without it. Yeah. You know, and I need to be more lost sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the thing I used to love about um, one of our friends used to say about you kids, and especially Andrew, was he said, you know, I think... I think your kids would have no problem being part of the Walton family, (laughs) you know, because he just saw how well, how, how good you guys were at just entertaining yourselves, especially outside. Yeah. And I don't know how much we've lost because of the screens that we have now. Yeah. Which I guess is just even more of a, reason to like uphold something like the sabbath why don't we as like mainstream protestants like uphold the sabbath in a strict way because um well i don't know the first reason that comes to mind for me is that as protestants well you even call it the protestant work ethic Mm. you know we we value people that work yeah that are productive, that do things, you know? Um, I mean, originally that was where our weekend came from. Right. Because 
you would remember the Sabbath, which was Saturday, you would not work. Right. And then you would go to worship on Sunday. Yeah. And things were closed. Mm -hmm. But on Saturday, after you've worked all week, you had stuff at home that needed to be done. So people would mow their lawn, rake their leaves, you know, paint their house, clean their driveways, you know, work on their cars, that kind of thing. And when they started doing that, then they needed to say, well, I need to go to the store. It'd be nice if there was stores open, you know. And then people in their Protestant work ethic started trying to get bigger houses and and move move forward so they would start working on Saturday so all those things got moved to Sunday and so we've taken a weekend where we rested one day and worshiped the other day and cram that all now into one hour if we get to church on a Sunday you know, we've we considered that our rest and our work and our worship, yeah. you know, yeah. and then we wonder why we're all sick. Yeah. So this week, what I'd love you to do is take a hike. <laughs> we don't mean get out of here. <laughs> we mean a literal <laughs> hike. <laughs> I mean, get out in nature. Whether it's on your knees in your garden or or at the beach or on a cliff or climbing a mountain or walking through the woods, just go and be. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Big Fish Little Pod. We are super excited about this podcast and the community we are hoping to form around it. We really want you to reach out and share your responses and reflections. Right now we have three main ways to do that. You can either comment right on the podcast post on Facebook, which will be posted weekly on my dad's Bob Hollis Facebook page. You can private message him through Facebook as well, or you can email us at bigfishlittlepod at gmail.com. We will be releasing a new episode each week, and we are so excited and grateful for all of your support. Thank you so much. You ought to do it too, Dad. Yes, and I will look forward to it. You should out to the cake. Uh, well, no, I'm going to sit here and talk to this hummingbird. Because <laughs> he's hung around for the whole thing. No. Yeah, he's come and gone, as hummingbirds do. But, but he's, like, enjoying these pink flowers. <laughs>